0: We know that you were born magical. We know that you are intuitive and we know that you are brimming with everyday enchantment here at the sisters enchanted. We believe in intention. We believe in intuition and we believe in everyday magic. Welcome in to the expedition to soul podcast. Welcome to this episode of the expedition to soul podcast. I'm Sarah founder of the sisters enchanted and listen, up. This is a bonus episode for you of the expedition to soul podcast. And we just finished the live run through of expedition to soul and had a lot of questions about shadow work. So what we are doing today is giving you the audio replay of a workshop that I hosted called what is shadow work and how to do it. Now, what I want you to do is apply what you're hearing here to what you took away from expedition to soul. These two things working hand in hand are what's really going to propel you forward in whatever is next for you. And I hope that includes joining us in holistic witchery. When you join us in holistic witchery, not only are you going to learn all about shadow work, but you are also going to have access to so many bonus programs, like one year in our enchanted journey membership, you're going to have access to a whole unit of learning on shadow work. You're going to have a Kundalini yoga practice on the moon centers and working with your energy there. Mediumship and connecting to signs, conjuring abundance, which will help you get out of your own way, not just with money, but an abundance of time, an abundance of happiness, whatever it is that you want an abundance of and so much more. And uh all of that included with your holistic witchery registration. So I encourage you to check that out at holisticwitchery.com if you haven't yet done so. And now, without further ado, listen in to what is shadow work and how to do it hello everybody good afternoon I guess or depending where you are in the world it is noon 12 p.m where I am hello all right looks like everybody can hear me okay I'm gonna do some introductions a little bit of housekeeping and then we are gonna roll into what is shadow work and how to do it 10 a.m for Tonya so great to have you all here today okay now if anybody's taken this class before you know I usually do it with a whiteboard a flip chart and I stand up but today we're sitting here because we made this like area it's where all the things are we're gonna see how it goes I'm a little out of my comfort zone and I chose to wear a dress with big witch sleeves and they keep getting caught in everything so (laughs) We're going to see see how distracted I get, hopefully not. I am Sarah. I'm the founder of the Sisters Enchanted. If you are new here, if you're new here, welcome in for what is shadow work and how to do it. I'm going to make the assumption that if you're watching this today, that you have joined us for something in the past, some free class, um, a free guide of some kind, or most likely expedition to soul, the free class that we just wrapped. So I am going to assume that you know who I am in case Case you don't. (laughs) Uh, As I said, I'm Sarah. I'm the founder of the Sisters Enchanted. We started doing classes and programs just like this one online in 2016. I love to tell the story. I bought my first tarot deck as a teenager. Well, that was now over 20 years ago. I bought that first tarot deck on a school band trip in Disney World. I always knew I was a little magical, always knew I was a little different. And through a a completely unexpected um, bunch of events I landed here in front of all of you today. And isn't how that happens all the best things out of a bunch of twists and turns that we never saw coming. We have since 2016 taught classes and programs to thousands of people around the world. And uh, we know that when people live more intentionally, lead with intuition and make everyday magic, the world is a better place. And we want that for all of you, your lives to grow in whatever way you want them to grow. So that's what we are doing here. In the comments today, we have a bunch of Sisters Enchanted folks helping us out. I see some of our students rolling through some of our magic mentors. Magic mentors are people who've completed both our Holistic Witchery and Expedition Astrology programs. So they're pretty clear on how it is that we would answer questions, uh, different things we might say, because they've been hearing us talk for a while now (laughs) through all of our classes. So you might see them in the comments. We also have Anna here in the comments today. That's my real life sister, my very best friend, and my co-founder here at the Sisters Enchanted. We also have Christina here in the comments today. Christina is our student- success sorceress amongst other hats that she wears. So if you email in, chances are you're going to hear from Christina. She's here in the comments helping out. I know we also have Sarah Milne, our program director. She is here helping out in the comments. And I believe we have Danielle, Danielle Capri. She's part of Team Sisters Enchanted. She's here in the comments. So lots of people to help you out today in the comments if you have questions. And if I personally don't answer it because I can already see the comments are a flying by if I don't personally answer your question, um, please know that uh, Anna, Christina, Danielle, Sarah, and many of our magic mentors and current students, I see their names in the comments here to help you out. A little bit of housekeeping. Our one clear boundary for everybody is to lead with kindness. Remember, everybody here is from different ages, stages, and places in life. We don't have tone of voice. You don't have facial expressions. You don't have body language when you're communicating in the comments. So just keep that in mind. If you respond to somebody, if somebody asks you a question that kind of rubs you the wrong way, please bear that in mind. And, uh, you know, if you don't like something I'm saying, same thing, lead with kindness. (laughs) That's what we're all here for. So that's the one boundary that we hold very firm here. So those of you who are in from Expedition to Soul, welcome. Thank you so much for participating in that. I literally shed tears on Friday after we wrapped because it was so, so powerful. All the shares and everything that we just saw in the group and the comments, and I was completely overcome with emotion. So I'm excited today to talk about shadow work. All right, let's get right into it. What is shadow work and how to do it? Now, we're going to start off with a little story. It's story time, which is non-witches and magic makers and folks, <laughs> however you call yourself, all the folks. So snuggle in. All right. Here's our main character in this story. Now, as I said, I usually do this with a whiteboard behind me. So I'm kind of trying to get my grips about me here. Here is, here's the main character of our story. Now, this main character woke up today, woke up yesterday, is gonna wake up tomorrow with some intentions. This person here has the intention maybe to start fresh come January 1st and they're stewing on what that looks like. Maybe this person is deciding today is the day that they're not going to go to McDonald's for lunch. They're going to they're going to bring <laughs> their healthy foods, that head of lettuce instead of hitting the trash can on Friday. It's going to it's going to hit some Tupperware and come to the office. This person has the intention to be patient with maybe the elderly folks in their life that they're caring for, or the young people that they're caring for, or a partner or a spouse or a coworker, they're going to have patience today. Uh, Today's the day they're going to drop that bad habit. They're going to create the life of their dreams. This person woke up with all sorts of intentions and then they stepped out of bed. And when they stepped out of bed, maybe everything was good. Maybe, maybe some things just start to happen. Maybe the, the dishwasher broke in the middle of the night, maybe the phone rings and that very person you're going to have Patience with is on the other end with something that is testing your patience. Maybe you can't find the lid to that Tupperware for that head of lettuce that will inevitably end up in the garbage and you end up going to McDonald's for lunch anyway. All of these things happen because life happens. But what happens to us when we've set an intention for a way that we want things to be, a way that we're going to change, we're going to create greatness in our lives, we're going to be the best version of ourselves yet? But then all of these things start to happen. Well, maybe we start to blame other people for why this happened. Or maybe we start to blame ourselves for lack of preparation. Or there I go again, doing that thing and messing up. Maybe we feel shame or this person here in our story, this person feels shame shame for now not doing the thing they said they were going to do yet again, for falling back into that trap. Maybe they feel really guilty. Maybe this person was like, this is the day that I'm going to, I'm going to get rid of all that all those things that my, my mother, my grandmother, whoever gave me that I never use. And they're taking up space and you don't do it because you're overcome with guilt. The minute you get that box out and you start to pack all that stuff away and you realize I just can't do it because of the guilt. We've got blame. We've got shame. We've got guilt. Maybe this person today's the day they're going to say no to meeting um, with coworkers after work, because you go out, you eat You eat too much appetizers, want too many drinks and you feel crappy the next day, but you're afraid of being left out of the social circle. If you say, no, you're afraid of having to have a tough conversation with somebody in your life to set a boundary because you want to create something different. And then maybe you're resentful. Maybe you feel really resentful toward other people in your life or towards people you perceive to have something different, something better than you do. Well, this person in this story, as some of you are saying already, is you and this person is me. This person is all of us. I just told all of our stories, blame, shame, guilt, fear, resentment. It breeds for all of us and we are all the main character of this story that I'm telling and the examples that I'm going to share with you today. It's not something that's unique to just certain kinds of people. It's not something that that is wrong with you because this happens. It is literally all of us, even those of us like myself who've been doing shadow work for years, who have grown and achieved amazing things. It still happens for all of us. It still happens for me. And that's why we're talking about this class today. So we're talking about what is shadow work and how to do it. And this is why I know that it's so important and that it's so crucial for all of us because it is the story that all of us have. It is literally our universal story. And when we start to do shadow work, we can change that universal story a little bit for ourselves, for those around us and for the world. Okay. What is shadow work? Let's start there. Now, shadow work, as we talk about it and as you see it, if you are in this spiritual, witchy, woo, whatever you want to call it, in this world, you may have heard the term shadow work. You may have seen some social media content about it, some graphics, blog posts, books, journals, all of these things. But as we know, shadow work today comes from different sources of information. And that's what we're going to start with so that we're all very clear on what shadow work actually is. So how we talk about shadow work here at the Sisters Enchanted and what it means for us comes from two places. And two dudes in history, as much as I would love to say that this is coming from two amazing women in history, it's coming from two dudes in history. Um, One of the fathers of psychology, Carl Jung, if you've taken any high school psychology classes or like intro to psych or read books even tarot archetypes learning about tarot archetypes uh that's largely influenced by the work of carl Jung. and i'll I'll sidestep a little bit here and say how privileged we are at the sisters enchanted because our own program director sarah milne wrote a book about carl Jung. and to my knowledge it's not i thought it was coming out like this fall to my knowledge it's not hit the shelves yet um i might be wrong but sarah milne here in the comments we can give her a little bit of love our program director, wrote a book on this very person. So just got to gotta say that we're in the presence of greatness with Sarah here. <laughs> but so shadow work comes from these two characters. The first is Carl Jung. And as I said, he's sort of seen as this like father of modern psychology to some people would argue that, and Jung described the shadow as being the denied and repressed parts of self. So it's these bits and bobs about us that we don't want to face head on. Also, the bits and bobs about us that we probably don't want to admit to ourselves or to other people. So when I introduce myself to you, I'm going to say, hi, I'm Sarah. I'm the founder of the Sisters Enchanted. I'm a wife. I'm a mom. I love to hike. I love to go out in my camper. I'm going to tell you all these things about me, maybe my favorite color, my favorite foods, what kind of car I drive, the things I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to say, hi, I'm Sarah. And I hold on to so much childhood resentment, so much. (laughs) Hi, I'm Sarah, and I'll be your friend today, but I burn bridges really quickly, so watch out. These are the things we don't tell people, and we often don't want to admit to ourselves even, because they feel really uncomfortable. The thing is about these shadow pieces of ourselves, though, these denied pieces of self, the repressed parts of self... They are part of your wholeness. They are part of who you are. And they're really, really important to who you are and the future you're going to create for yourself. But we love to take all of these little bits and pieces, put them up on a shelf in the corner, maybe with the fine china that you'll never use the teapot from great grandma, so and so, and it collects dust up there. What we need to do is bring that down off the shelf and bring it into ourselves. And we're going to talk about that today. Now the other part of shadow work, as we know it and how we talk about it here at the Sisters Enchanted, comes from a man named Ivan Ilyak. Now Illich is a fascinating character. Uh, so he is a philosopher, a, a social scientist, and I believe also a Roman Catholic priest, which is kind of not part of the story, but you know, interesting information. So we have Carl Jung and we have Ivan Ilyak. Now Illich. I-L-L-I-C-H, if I'm saying that correctly, hope I am. If not, I've been saying it wrong for a couple of years now. (laughs) Ivan Iliak in the 80s, he wrote a piece on what he called shadow work. Now, shadow work, as he labeled it, is not what, we, what we're what we talking about today. He talked about it as the jobs that we do that take up time in our lives. Now, in our modern society, we're seeing this a lot as the invisible workload. That's how people are referencing it, the invisible workload. But he actually talked about this in the 80s and called it shadow work. And it's the jobs that we do And his question was, to what end? So a teenager, for example, studying all night long to pass some test to go get a degree that they might not ever use in in life, right? Um, For us to spend a whole day, like uh, cleaning the house top to bottom, instead of doing something that brings us happiness, like true happiness, true joy. I know a clean house can bring a lot of us happiness, but (laughs) when we're not doing the things that make us truly joyful and figuring out who are we and what would make us joyful, because we fill our lives with these shadow jobs, this workload, Uh, to feel worthy, to demonstrate our worth, show that we're the right kind of person, we're doing the right kind of things. But in doing that, we are taking up all the space that is available to us for what would make us actually truly joyful and understanding who we are and what it is that we want in this life and how to create that into being. So when we take these two ideas together, we have Jung and his denied and repressed parts of self. And then we have Eliak and we have these shadow jobs in the middle here, this is where our shadow work that we're talking about today, all that we do comes together because we repress and deny these parts of ourselves we don't wanna see. And then we fill our time. We fill our time doing all kinds of stuff that doesn't actually make us happy. So we don't even really have the time and space and capacity to see what would make us joyful. Like what would make us happy in the end? So that's what shadow work is. It's about understanding all these dusty parts of yourself that you might not want to look at. And then it's about understanding why it is that we aren't creating the life that we want to live and all the ways that we want to live it. Now, even people who are the, the happiest and happiest they could be in life and have a great life. Like I'll be I'll be one to raise my hand at this point in life. I have an amazing life. I know that so many people would give anything to have the life that I have. That does not mean that I don't do things to hold myself back. It does not mean that I don't do things to self-sabotage myself. And it does not mean that there aren't areas of my life that aren't joyful. There's plenty of areas of my life that still need lots of work and that I wish looked differently and that's where shadow work comes in it impacts all of us no matter what life looks like we have this experience and that's what we're going to talk about today so that's what shadow work is now how do we do it how do we do it we can go back to our story figure that we talked about earlier, this person here who has all the best intentions, all the best intentions, and then life happens and life hits and, and, and things go on for them. So I want you to take a minute or just literally 10 seconds. It's not a minute. I want you to take 10 seconds and I want you to think to yourself, what is an intention that you have for your life either today, the next hour, maybe the next year. What is something that you have an intention for in your life? Now, an intention is an embodiment of how you want life to be. It's not a a thing like saying I have $10,000 in the bank. That's a goal, right? But an intention could be to feel financially free. That's an intention Um, because that can look in a lot of different ways. You might not have money in the bank, but you might have a house clear. Um, free and clear, or you might have a, uh, get a raise at work and then you feel free for the first time. And then you're going to work towards that savings. So we want to think about an intention, a way of being. So a, a, a day that feels peaceful and restful and loving, like that can be an intention. And then you just sort of receive that as it come. So think for a moment, what's an intention that you might have and just have it in mind As we are going through this example that I'm going to give you, I'm going to walk you to through through two different examples of doing shadow work in the moment on the fly without a bunch of tools without taking hours and hours out of your day, because that's really the best way to do shadow work is to encounter it head on when it's happening in your life, when your shadow self is sort of appearing for you. So I see some folks sharing and I really appreciate it because it might help other people to consider intentions for their own lives or things they hadn't thought about before. All right. Now we're going to start with an example. I'm going to use true examples from my life because that's how I roll and. You know, it works best when I'm being authentic and just telling the truth, telling it like it is instead of trying to make something up. Um, so an intention for me is to have a peaceful marriage communication. Peaceful marriage communication is an intention for me that I'm constantly setting. Now, if you've tuned into Expedition to Soul this week, then you heard. That my husband and I share a moon sign. So we both react um, when we're feeling defensive in the same way. We're both fire sun signs and we're opposite rising signs, which means that we observe the world in completely opposite ways. (laughs) Now just sit on that for a moment, a relationship in which we both react defensively the same. We're both very fiery and we view the world completely opposite. As you can see, I probably have some shadow work to do around marriage communication. (laughs) So that is the example we're going to use here. So if my intention is I'm going to have marriage, like peaceful communication today, it's going to be so peaceful. It's going to feel really expansive and really loving and supportive. Well, everything starts off well until 8:30 in the morning rolls around. I've already answered, you know, emails for work. I've already fed the kids. I started homeschooling. And then maybe I start to look around and think, oh my gosh, that husband of mine is so lazy. Oh my gosh, he is so self-centered. Oh my goodness, what is he even doing? Why is he even here? Oh my gosh, like I can't believe he said that insensitive thing, right? Now this might present to other people uh, if you are a person who lives alone And maybe today you're going to have kind words to yourself. You're going to have great, peaceful communication with yourself, really loving communication with yourself. And then maybe you see the dishes that you left in the sink the night before and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so, I'm so slovenly. I'm such a slop, (laughs) such a slob. Or maybe you look in the mirror and you start to think like really not kind things to yourself, but today was the day you were going to do it. Right? So we start out with this intention and then life happens. Things happen and these shadow emotions, blame, guilt, shame, fear, resentment, um, whatever, whatever they are for you start to appear. So for me, I'm going to roll with resentment as my example. So maybe I start to feel really, really, really resentful. And when I'm feeling resentful, then I start to find reasons to blame other people. I start to find reasons to blame myself for letting things get this way. I start to feel guilty about how other people in my life are impacted by what's going on. And my intention has completely gone out the door. Now, this is an example of day-to-day life. But when you have big intentions, like to live in a house that fits your family or or to retire and travel and, and see the world and like feel really safe doing that when we have bigger intentions, all of this day-to-day stuff impacts those bigger intentions as well. So it's, I love to use the example of day-to-day intentions because it's our day-to-day intentions that are really impacting our long-term intentions. So all of this is happening with this resentment, right? Right. And suddenly I'm not living in my intention. Instead, I'm living in my shadow self. Now, how do we know? Now, what do we do? So it's happening. It happens for all of us. Now, to begin doing some shadow work completely on the fly, or even in retrospect, maybe you don't, it's before you go to bed at night and you realize something happened and you're like, oh my goodness, this happened again. And you start to reflect. You can do this by reflecting with journaling, just thinking, going for a walk and thinking, or even in the moment when something's happening, start to see that your shadow side is there. So the first thing to do is know your presentation. So your presentation, how is it that you present when you are in a place of shadow when all of these denied repressed parts of self these stories from the past whatever it is when they start to come up for you what's your poker tell like you're the thing that's going to give it away to you and everybody around you now for me my little signs are shouting like grand dramatic exits and door slams <laughs> like starting to cry immediately over nothing that like really would warrant lots of crying. Those are all really, really great indicators that I am operating from a shadow, from a shadow position. Now, where does this resentment come from? This is where we get into the difference, the line between shadow work and therapy and our past selves. So we're doing this shadow work so that we can live lives that feel expansive and joyful. And we have all of this shadow stuff that we're carrying around with us. Well, therapy and working with a therapist, that is something that you do to really work through things from the past. In shadow work, the things from the past are impacting our today. And it's on us to see that impact and move forward, understand what happens next. Therapy is really great if you're looking for somebody to help you understand that at its root, to help you unpack what happened, unpack those stories. But the shadow work that we're doing is focused on, I see that this is what's happening and I see this shadow bit of self. And this is how it's impacting me right now. And this is what I want to be different for the future. So it doesn't have that element of like unpacking, working through that therapy has. Now I see just going through um, one person sharing, I tried therapy. I've been in therapy. I, we have um, therapists in our community and it has a time and a place shadow work though. And doing that independently is very much collecting these parts of yourself that you're putting to the side and bringing them into the moment to see how it's impacting you right now. So you can Create the future you want to create for yourself. So my poker tail again is this shouting, the door slamming, the feeling like I'm suddenly going to just start crying and wailing and losing control, right? Now, when I have this resentment, when my intention was to have peaceful communication and I start feeling resentful, for me, lots of shadowy things are impacting that moment. I have a a dad who was not around a lot when I was a kid or not around like at all. (laughs) I saw him one week, a year growing up. Um, My mom's second husband was, um, he was a Abusive in lots of different ways. And so that obviously impacts me and how I relate to my husband and relationships with males. And these things that are there, they are things that happened. And when I'm doing shadow work, this resentment and this peaceful communication, seeing, oh my goodness, I'm tying that story to what's happening right now is so, so, so important. And the first step is seeing that you're even in a shadow place. So for me, those poker tells, I am slamming doors. I'm starting to probably like want to cry and I'm starting to want to shout at people. I am in a place of shadow that doesn't make it wrong. You know, being in that shadow place can be cathartic also and help us move through for later, but it is what it is. You're in a shadow place and we want to recognize that and see what's happening for us in that moment. The next step after we recognize, oh, there's a shadow thing happening here. Maybe you know what it is. Maybe you don't know what it is, but there is something happening. I see irritable coming up. Yeah. I get very irritable as well. (laughs) I recently said, if only I could find like a magic pill to take for irritability, Everything would change. <laughs> but so we look at our presentation. How do we see that we're in our shadow position, right? And then we want to consider our perception of what's happening. Now, your perception and the perception of every anybody else involved and everything else that might be going on around you. Now, this isn't to say that we need to give everybody a pass for the things that they're doing in life, but this is for you to understand your shadow self. That's what this is about. It's not letting other people be off the hook. It's not about like... um, just forgiving and forgetting and lightworking your problems away. That's a phrase we say when we're just gonna like love and light things away as if they're not bothering us because that's not helpful either. It will just brew and, and cause more resentment. But this is about seeing that there are lots of different things going on and understanding how your shadow self is impacting you in that moment. So for me with my perception, if I'm feeling resentful towards my husband and I'm wanting to scream and yell and shout and be irritable and do all of these things, That is my shadow self, right? Well, in that moment, he's likely feeling like I've set the bar really high and no matter what he does, he's gonna fail. So why would he even try? Or maybe he's feeling um, just completely inept or he's having his own shadow stuff. Maybe in his mind, there's voices of his mom and his dad talking to him. If you're stuck in traffic on the way to work and you today was the day you were gonna go to work in a good mood, you were gonna make today a great work day. You weren't gonna let things get to you and now you're stuck in traffic and you're not in a good mood and everything is getting to you. And you're you're like yelling in your car. Now you're thinking about the meeting you're going to be late to, and how your boss is going to tell you that you're you're going to get fired because you're late again, right? Well, that's your that's everything that you see. That's your perception. On the other end of that, there are other things happening though in that situation. There's the whatever it is that's causing the traffic. Um, you know, like those people aren't happy either. So when we do this, it's to acknowledge uh, that our shadow stuff, our shadow self. It is a thing that's within us and that the only thing we can control in that situation is ourselves, nothing else, only ourselves. So again, we start by what's our intention? What is happening that we're not living in our intention? How are we not living the intention? What else is going on? How do we know? How do we know that we've like released a shadow aspect of self? We've let it out. How do we see that? How do we know? And then your perception of the situation, starting to look and see what it is that's actually true about you in the situation, considering that everybody else and everything else in the world around us has their own truth, and you can only control your truth. You literally cannot control the truth of other people. And that brings us to one of the myths of shadow work is that it's really, really hard to do. Shadow work in and of itself is not that challenging. You see these parts of yourself, you acknowledge them, and you do your best to to grow and move forward from them. But if the other people in your life aren't doing it right along with you, that's what makes shadow work feel so challenging because it feels like you're just like, but beating your head against a wall and not making progress, but in making your own progress, you're going to show others around you how to make progress too, sort of through osmosis. You know, everybody just follows the leader in the end, we hope anyway. So then the next part here, we've thought to ourselves, All right. So, what is the what's my tell? How do I know what's actually happening for me and around me? And then, what are some other possibilities? This is where we want to consider the next step for you. So, maybe you've already like done the thing that shows that you're in your shadow self. For me, it's the yelling. For me, it's the like (laughs) the, the grand exit where I slam the door, tell everybody my piece, and then you know, triumphantly exit. That's mine. Um, Whatever yours is, maybe it's shutting down. um, Maybe it's just going to take a nap and avoiding things, whatever yours looks like. What are other possibilities for you? Understanding that you can just own up to whatever happened. For me, when I slam the door and have the dramatic exit, I can come back and say that was not appropriate. I see that I'm feeling very resentful right now, which doesn't entirely come from you and what's happening, right? Like, or doesn't come from you. That's coming from how I'm like seeing what you're doing. Um, So we can own up to it. We can just stop and reset, uh, try to release our connection to the thing that just happened but do our best to discover other possibilities for that moment. Now, one of the things that's also challenging about shadow work is that we might not get what we want from other people in the end. So we might apologize to somebody or we might recognize our shadow self and have this whole like heartfelt moment where we explain to other people in our lives what's going on but then in the end they don't apologize or they just say, yeah, you're right, you're crazy. And then it just makes us like more shadowy. (laughs) And that's one of the challenges with shadow work. And we have to remember that everybody around us also has a shadow, every single person. And you might not think somebody else's shadow is that valid or that yours is more valid or more prevalent in some way, but they think the same thing about you. So understanding this, that just because you're doing your shadow work, that does not mean that other people around you are going to hand it back in the same way. And that's something to know in advance because that can feel really, really challenging. All right, let me give you one more, another example of shadow work and how this works. I seem to be missing one of my one of my note cards here. Oh, here it is. All right. So here's another example for you. I'm going to have to go back and scroll these comments because I see some good ones flying by and I, there's just so many that I can't keep up. (laughs) Here's another example for you about life. So my example, my first one was through marriage and communication, right? That I set out to have this great communication. And then I don't, for some reason, And resentment comes up. And that resentment can come from lots of different stories. So I use the example of like feeling like maybe my husband is lazy or he's insensitive or he's not saying the right thing. But the root of these things, the root of these emotions is coming from somewhere deeper. So we often hear that shadow work is coming from childhood stuff. And that is very, very true. It's because your childhood. the stage for everything you believe to be true about the world around you, um, how you perceive yourself, the value you have for yourself. And if you started maybe like a new part of life, sort of fresh later on, uh, how you perceive yourself in those um, sort of early days, if you know tarot at all, like the beginning of the fool's journey, how you receive yourself in those moments says a lot for how your you're the, the the development of your shadow self. So when I start to feel resentful, that resentment's coming from lots of different places, not just for my husband. Like it has been breeding and manifesting, and that's where it's coming out in my life. But here's an example. Um, about where this might come from. So in my life, these are two two people, and these are two sisters. This is Anna and I. Now I mentioned at the top of this that Anna is my real life sister. She's my best friend and my co-founder here at the Sisters Enchanted. But Anna and I were not always best friends. Anna and I did not start getting along well until we were in our 20s. And before that, um, there was the sisterly love was more like who is going to survive this death match on this day? <laughs> <laughs> which one's coming out alive. It wasn't until our 20s that Anna and I really formed a salt, like a very great bond and are the best friends that we are today. But our early life was not like that. So we have Sarah and we have Anna here. Now, Sarah and Anna, Anna and I, we grew up in the same life. We were raised by the same single mom. We had that same um, abusive stepfather. We had the same absent dad. We had all of these same things. And in our lives, when you look at the two of us, now let's see here, let's make a, the long hair. We'll, well, I guess we'll make a purple hair Sarah and we'll make green hair, Anna hair. So Anna's got the green hair as she does now. And I have the purple hair in this picture. So if you talk to me about our childhood and about Anna, I would tell you that Anna's life growing up was so easy. And I would tell you that Anna's adulthood, Anna's early adulthood was even so easy. I would tell you that everything was given to Anna. She didn't have to work hard. Everybody just likes Anna. When Anna was a kid, she was the prettier sister and she was the more popular sister. And, um, you know she didn't have to go to like she didn't have to do the things i had to do and her her life was just so much easier than mine and i'm so resentful for her to, because of that that's what if you ask me right that's a story i would tell you anna had things easier she was like the pretty one and if you ask anna if you ask anna this story she's going to tell you that i was the favorite she's going to say sarah was the favorite Sarah's the smarter sister. She's the one everybody likes. She's the one who did everything right. She was the golden child, could never do anything wrong. So Anna and I both have these resentments toward each other. We both have these resentments toward each each other and these resentments and the things I mentioned, the resentments toward my dad, toward my stepdad, toward my mom for putting us in those positions, right? All of those things, they are the shadow parts of myself that I don't want to look at that impact how I relate to my relationship today. And that's why shadow work is so important. And Anna and I are really great example of doing this shadow work because even as adults in our interactions now, as you can imagine, we work together and we're best friends and we're sisters. So as you can imagine, there are plenty of opportunities in a day for our shadow selves to rear their ugly heads and bump against each other. But when we see that this is a resentment, it's a belief that I'm having. It's a story. It's an experience that was valid. I mean, my, my experience is Anna having an easier life. That's valid for me. Just like Anna's experience of me being the golden child and the one everybody likes and the, the favorite. That's valid for Anna. It does not mean that that's wrong, right? But we both have these views that fuel our resentment. So when we get into arguments today, when I find that I'm like really upset and I feel like, Well, of course, Anna didn't do this because everything's easier for Anna. That's that shadow thing. But what's really happening there? That's where we need to look at ourselves and see how we've internalized our life to date and how that's impacting the world around us and our intentions and what we're trying to create for ourselves. So this is a really great example because Anna and I obviously teach this class. We work together here. Like We talk about shadow work. So when these things happen, we can be very open and understanding and feel like, oh, I see that that's true for you or I see that that's valid um, and we can have those open discussions. So what do we do? How do we do shadow work? What is this all about? Again, to circle back here, we look at this blame, this shame, this guilt, this fear, this resentment and how it's impacting our lives, how we see it playing out in the world around us. We want to know where is this story coming from? Where is this story coming from? That's our perception of the situation and the things that may have happened in our past that are leading to whatever it is that's happening for us today in our present. And therapy is about unpacking those stories. Therapy is about helping you understand them. It's about like getting past it if you're really stuck on it. Shadow work on the other hand is about seeing it as a truth. This is something that happened. It's something I carry with me. And how is it impacting my life right now while I'm trying to create a future for myself? So how do you know that you're in a shadow place? What is your... What's your shadow tell, right? Like, what is your tell that you slam doors, you get irritated, you give up, you bury your head in the sand. What is your tell? So think about the intention that you talked about toward the beginning of this. How do you know when you set that intention and then you're not living it? How do you know? Like, what does your body present as? What does your attitude, your personality, your emotions, how do those present? So you have your intention. How does it present, right? And then the perception of the situation. What do you see to be true about the situation? And what are the other truths going on there? Because your truth is not the only one but you can only own your truth. You cannot do anything about the truths of other people. In our holistic witchery program, we talk about this through all of the energy centers. And we have a whole unit where we do this web of you activity and look at you as in relation to all the different hats you wear in your life and what your like shadow archetype is in those areas. It's very fascinating, but it really helps to pull back into yourself. So your intention, right? Your intention how it is that you know you're not living your intention because you start to do those shadow tells, like you're doing, you're you're moving from a shadow place. And then from there, what's your perception of the situation? What are you perceiving to be going on right now? And what are other possible perceptions? And the goal there is to not, the goal there is to not, Have you just let other people off the hook? The goal is for you to bring the focus back to yourself and what you can control because you cannot control anybody else because they have their own perception of what's going on. Or if it's a situation, there's a grander thing going on, right? So we look at that and then what are the other possibilities? What could you do instead? What could your next step be? What might be your next step? What can you do instead, right? So those are some of the things that you can do. And that is doing shadow work. In that moment, if you just walked through any of those steps right now, you just did shadow work. And you can do it in all of one minute on the fly each and every day. You can also do it at the end of the day through journaling. You can do it when you're on a walk and thinking you can use tarot. You can use crystals. You can use meditation. You can use tools. You can talk to people. You can use all of these strategies, but shadow work is not this big thing that you have to do in this like vacuum of like a right way to do it. It's honestly, what is your intention? What is your intention? Because it's your shadow self when it's not integrated in you, when you're not seeing it for what it is and when you're not understanding that's part of what makes you who you are and makes you so awesome and integrating it into your wholeness, that's what's keeping you from bringing those intentions into being. That is what's bringing, that's what's preventing you from bringing those intentions into being. So your intention, how do you know you're in a place of shadow? That's really important to tell because (laughs) that's how you're going to stop yourself and recognize it. and then. What's your perception of what's happening? Where is that story coming from? And understanding everybody else has a perception. And then what are other possibilities for you? And that is doing shadow work. And it's how we break down the barriers to everything it is we want to create in our life. So if you're a person whose intention has been to have financial freedom for the last 10 years, but you just keep putting yourself in more and more debt, well, um, how do you feel like when you feel anxious and then you head to the store and start buying stuff you don't need? That's a tell, recognize that for yourself and then understand the perception of what's going on. And then what's another possibility and learning to do shadow work on the fly in the moment is so empowering to you and those around you because they're gonna see you doing it and they're gonna grow and learn just from that. All right, so from there, what does this look like in the end, right? What does this look like for you? So you have all of this stuff, this is you. This is our character. It's me and it's you. And you have all of these things from your past. Maybe it's like, a sad past self or it's a lost expectation I don't know how to draw I was going to try to draw a lost expectation but I don't know what that would look like so it's a sad part of you or whatever it is you need to integrate those stories into your wholeness because those same things that are holding you back they're also the things that make you strong they're the things that make you resilient they're the things that have made you exactly who you are to have this experience so when you integrate that into yourself you can create the future of rainbows and sunshines and daisies and whatever that is for you. But that starts by integrating your wholeness into yourself your shadow into your wholeness to be whole in yourself and we can do this we can do this with tools like um you can use tarot you can use crystals uh we do this we talk about intention setting and holistic witchery using lunar cycles and the seasons around us as well as our own cyclical energy and understanding where we might be in resistance to an energy at the moment so when we might be in resistance to like um like a full moon energy or something and seeing how that can impact our shadow and impact our ability to set intentions and actually bring them into being too so that is shadow work and what to do it and signs that you need to do shadow work they look like blame holding you back if you're blaming either yourself for something so strongly or somebody else for something that you're not able to move forward. And you're not, you're just not able to create the life that you want to create for yourself because of blame either for yourself, because we often are our own worst, our own worst enemies here. We blame ourselves for things. That's an indicator. So blaming so much that you can't move forward, Um, having intentions that you just never bring into being, that's an indicator that there's definitely some shadow work to do. And then also just not being clear on the next step, like having no idea what it is that you want. <laughs> and, and like, I don't even know what, if you're watching this and you're like, Sarah, I need, I need like more basic. I don't even know what an intention could possibly be for myself. <laughs> like, that's an indicator that we need shadow work because it means we're not hearing ourselves and we don't know our own truth. And that's important. That's an, an amazing reason why you would need to do shadow work. So, what is shadow work? It's this mix of these repressed and denied parts of self. Mixed Mixed with everything that we're doing to fill our time, to feel worthy because we haven't done the shadow work, right? That is what shadow work is. It's seeing all of that for its truth and then doing it through your day. Doing it through your, your everyday life is the most impactful way to do shadow work. Sure, you can sit down and like write to your heart's desire and do journal prompts. Like I write also, I love to do that, but doing it each and every day, just as we talked about here, just recognizing, understanding your tell, um, what's actually happening, where's it coming from and what are other possibilities? That is shadow work in the moment and it's quick. And the more you do it, the more practice you will be at it and the faster you will be at, at making those changes for yourself, And uh, it's really, really that simple. It's really that simple. And we do it so that we can set intentions that we can bring into being. All right, so what I wanna do right now because I want to take just like five minutes if I can. And there's so many, I saw so many questions flying by. Uh, if you have a question right now, ask it. I'll answer it right now. I was There's so many that I don't know that scrolling up and trying to answer them is going to be useful. <laughs> so if you have a question at this moment, you can go ahead and ask it, though I know that we've had all of our Sisters Enchanted folks here in the comments um, helping out along the way. Let's see here. Susan set an intention of being at peace with myself about a year ago. That is such an, I love that intention because it is, it's big, but also it's so concise. Like it's uh, just focused on you, which is a key to amazing intention setting. Is just focusing on you and what you can control. Let's see, Mary does meditation and yoga to distract yourself from resentment. Um, So one thing is I always love to consider what we are doing to distract ourselves. I'll do this when, this is an example of how this shows up for me at work. So here you all see me on camera and I probably, I mean, I would imagine I seem pretty confident, like like I know what I'm doing. But before this, I was really nervous. I I I get very nervous. I feel like, who, like, what is going on here? And sometimes I will do, like, I'll I'll create work problems or I'll create extra projects for myself to distract from what I actually have to do. But that's, and that's very shadow work. That's very shadowy. When I say, oh, I can't do this thing that's really gonna make great change for us because it feels challenging and I'm really gonna have to be vulnerable and put myself out there. And so I'm gonna do this instead. <laughs> And I, it's like distracting with fake productivity. Like it seems like I'm being productive, but it's really taking away from the thing I should be doing. Um, And we do that. We distract ourselves by doing things that we think, like we tell ourselves are productive or are what we need to be doing. And that's a shadow thing to dive into for sure. All right, Kristen's asking, how do we protect our energy while working on shadow so we aren't just acting out? Well, in the example that I gave you, you would be doing that, on, like, in the moment, right? So, if you want to sit down though and do shadow work uh, separately of just You know, like at the end of the day or at the beginning of the day, maybe you want to do some reflection work. The exercises that we did on day one of Expedition to Soul, reclaiming your energy, that's a powerful experience. Uh, It is really helpful to ground and center yourself regularly so you can hear your own voice. So we have a whole lesson on energy protection and holistic witchery because we know like how challenging that is for people who are highly sensitive, empathetic, maybe identify as empaths. Um, But that reclaiming your energy to just bring in like, what is mine and what is everybody else's? That would be the fastest, most effective thing that you could just do with just in any moment, right? With like nothing with you. Let's see here. Uh, Let me see how do I use tarot in shadow work one of our favorite ways to use tarot is to pull one card and instead of ask instead of asking what do I need to know today asking who am I today and that's putting the it's empowering you to see all of yourself in light and shadow uh, and looking at how you are going to operate in that day so for example if you asked the question Um, What do I need to know about today? And you pulled the tower card, for example, you might be looking for chaos all day. For those of you who know tarot, if you pull the tarot card and ask, who am I today? And then you start to see like, okay, I could be the chaos. Like I might be the one (laughs) that pulls the rug out from everything today. So I love the, this very simple tactic of pulling one card and asking, who am I today? And then uh, if you feel like, oh, I can't be that, or that doesn't make sense. Or like, oh goodness, that seems crazy. You can do just think on it. And that is shadow work. That is shadow work. Lauren says, I think the hardest is when others aren't self-aware and aren't willing to do the work. Yes, for sure. For sure. Um, Anna's telling me there is a good one about knowing the difference between shadow reactions as compared to ones caused by things like ADHD. Yes. Oh, I totally get that. Okay. So um, those of you who don't know, before the Sisters Enchanted, I owned a business where I worked with kids with learning differences uh, and um, behavioral challenges as related to learning differences. And I myself have ADHD and my daughter has autism. So I totally get this. And I think that... uh, I think that if you're a person who is, or even so I'll like broad stroke this to anybody who has something, um, whether it's, um, like a, um, something that you work with, with your, with your emotional body or neuro neurodivergence or anything, that I think that we can often actually have shadow stuff related to that because you can feel bad about yourself because of something you can't control. So um, the question is being, knowing the difference between shadow reactions as compared to one's caused by things, things like ADHD. So I would say that you, if you, so for me, if I'm feeling like very, my, and it, this presents differently for different people. So for me, my ADHD presents as, um, well, I have the, the over, like I constantly am doing things, but I also overachieve as a result. And I will get upset with other people who I feel like aren't holding themselves to a high enough bar, but that comes from my anxiousness around not achieving as related to ADHD. So in my life. That would look like me having judgment towards others or resentment towards others for not, not like living in a way that I think is helpful to everybody. So for you, I would ask in whatever situation yours is, whether it's a neurodivergence or if it's an um something like anxiety or depression for different people, I would look at how it presents for you and then how you feel in relationship to events when things happen that you don't think, live up to your expectations because it is so different for every person. So for me, um, my shadow self, when I get upset with other people and I actually am known to like storm off, I will like storm out and leave. I'll get in my car and I will leave. And that is both a shadow reaction because I am like having that grand exit to make a point. And also that is my absolute necessary survival skill because I'm overstimulated and need to move my body to move through that. So that's both a like ADHD, like um, survival mechanism and that's my shadow self. So I think that I don't have an exact answer because it does present so differently person to person. But I think that just understanding understanding your, like the, how how you, when you attach it to something that involves somebody else and then how you react from there. So I also have struggled with anxiety and and depression in the past and anxiousness quite a bit this year. And for me too, when I'm in like having a, a panic attack, I, you know, and I, and I feel like I can't, I'm going to throw up and nothing's right. And I think my body's exploding, Um, you know, in those moments, whatever I say and do, it's very much about survival. But then afterwards, if I am like, oh, you weren't there when I needed you, or this happened because of you, or it happened because of this experience in my childhood, that's now giving me panic attacks as an adult, like that's the shadow work piece, right? And so what you're doing as an, as a reaction to who you are in your brain, that's not, that's not your shadow. That's, that's you. It's the after that's, that's the shadow. All right. Let's see here. Okay. I love that you all pointed that out to me. Let's see here. Um, Joe's asking, you said we could do this in the moment. It's just as useful retrospective. Yes, for sure. And often, um, you know, the clarity from looking back can be so good. So definitely a retrospective. Vanessa, how do I keep myself accountable? Okay. I say I've got a hundred messages. So I'm going to have to start skimming or else we are never going to leave here. How do I hold myself accountable when I've been made to believe as a child, I'm such an idiot and not capable. Listen, it's not, I think that just starting in the moment right now and see like right now, now is a great time to do shadow work and say, oh my goodness, I have been made to feel like an idiot and not capable. Where is all the evidence that I'm not an idiot and I am capable and, and like write it all down, write down all the evidence contrary to the other, to the, to the other point from there. Right. All right, let's see here. Sometimes shadow rises to protect us from danger. How do we learn to tell when we're reactive, when we're being protected? So I think it's that that similar thing. Like when you're in the moment, um, you know, it's like, what happens next? What happens next for you? Because protecting yourself too can also be very shadowy. Like when I'm mad at my husband for being a certain way, I am protecting myself from having to feel like I felt as a kid right? I am protecting myself from having to feel like I felt as a kid. And when I see him raising his voice, I am protecting my kids from the abuse that I experienced as a kid. The reality of the story though, is that my husband is not my stepdad and my husband is not doing what my stepdad did to us. And though my shadow self is protecting, right? But that's actually not serving any of us. So I think And I think that that is also very nuanced and just really doing understanding what is going, what is going on there. All right, let's see here. I am going to skim. I'm going to skim. If you are in the Expedition to Soul Facebook group, I would love if you have more questions after this to head on over there and ask those questions so that we can answer them. There's so many people live. We have so many questions and I feel really um, privileged to be doing this. And I don't want to keep everybody here for the whole whole day, though I would love to sit here with you. I know how precious your time is. Uh, Let me see if I can't find one that's kind of way different than we've talked about. Natasha is asking, how do you approach the conversation with your partner to explain shadow work or tell and have the conversation with them to work past the situation? That is a great question. Uh, So my husband, he is, I know I'm using him as an example. He actually is a really great guy. And if I said that this person across the country who you don't know, needs help right now. We're going to go help them. He would get in his truck and he would drive us there. <laughs> he would come out. Um, that said, we do have a lot. He pushes a lot of my shadow buttons, which is why I use him as an example. So my husband, he is not the kind of guy, though, that's going to be Mr. Sensitive and like talk things out with me and, and like get all of this. He knows, he knows because I teach this and he hears me teach it, um, but he's not that person. So I think that if you're in a relationship with somebody in your life, whether it's a parent, a child, an adult child, if you are a mother and you've got adult children and you're listening to this, whoever it is, just know that you can't, you can't make them like get on your same page. You just can't. So speak your truth. And I tend to do this by saying, I want to say something and I just want you to listen to what I'm saying. I I don't need feedback. And when I'm done saying it. I am going to, and then say what you're going to do next. Like, are you going to ask for feedback? Are you going to get up and go for a walk or go get a glass of water and then speak your piece? That's how I do it. I say, I am going to say something. When I'm done saying it, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go fold the laundry. I really would love to be heard right now. And that's it. Uh, And then when I say my piece though, I make sure to say my piece about myself, not accusations about him, because it wouldn't be fair to just make accusations about him and then tell him I'm going to walk away. (laughs) Uh, So that's how I, that's how I do it. Erica, how exactly do you integrate your shadow self through true acceptance? Um, yeah, it's really just your wholeness, you know, those experiences, things that I've done in the past that I'm not proud of. And I wholeheartedly regret doing, they are part of me though, right? They are part of me. They are who I am. I can sit here and do this because of the things in my life. And, um, just understanding that you are whole as you are, you are not, you are not broken. Uh, you might feel broken and you might feel, like like you're just been through the ringer. And that's true. That could be very true for all of us. But all of those pieces are right there if you can bring them back into yourself. And it really has to come from you. Um, let's see here. Let me just, let me go. I'm going to go down to the bottom here. And again, hit us up in the Expedition to Soul Facebook group so that you can, if I can answer more specific questions for you. I would love to do that. I'm just looking for anything like super glaring that maybe I can answer quickly. Um, let's see. All right. Um, So more proactive than reactive. I just see a question there. I think that's something that so many of us, so many of us, okay, oh my gosh, there's still 161 messages. Okay, proactive rather than reactive. I think uh, when you first start doing everything we talked about here today, you might still feel very reactive. Uh, Making a a practice out of this will help so that you are just more proactive and also being really clear on your intentions. Um, One of the things that we, when, if you, have heard of our Holistic Witchery program, it is open for enrollment. Um, but when one of the, the bonuses we give with that class is Conjuring Abundance. And the first lessons in Conjuring Abundance have nothing to do with money. They're about uh, intentions, space, and confidence. <laughs> because when you're clear on your intentions, that's when you can really work to become proactive rather than reactive in life. But if you are super dicey on your intentions and what you even want for yourself, whether that's in a relationship or just how you want to feel about yourself. If you're not sure about that, then it's really challenging to be proactive. So being very clear about who you are is super, super important. Um, And what you want for your intentions, the more, the more clarity you have, the better you are. I do want to tell you very, very quickly. I'm going to tell you, we do have our holistic witchery program open for enrollment. So I'm going to show you quick holistic witchery, what it looks like. If you want to join us there to learn more about this and using magical tools and things like the moon and your energy to support you. All right. Holistic witchery. If you want to join us in there, it is our comprehensive program. This is what it looks like in the class site. We go through Um, intentions with lunar cycles and seasons, also energy and lots and lots of shadow work embedded in there, an entire unit just on shadow work um bewitching your every day where we go through all the all the fun witch stuff um grounding clearing protecting witchery 101 all the goodness and then intuition and divination where we talk about guides runes tea leaves lenormand card reading tarot card reading everything you could possibly want to know for divination is in there also tons of bonus classes we've got we are very privileged to have a class by Tracy Bray who is a certified Windbridge um research medium, which means her brain's actually been studied for, uh, for what makes her different as a, to be a medium and also for accuracy. So we are the only ones with that class. She does not teach classes and we have that here for you. But what this is, is it's a, an experience where we go through everything we did in expedition to Seoul, and here in the shadow work class on a very, very deep level. This is not what I wanted to do. Uh, this is our app where you, we host our course community. So, our course community is not on Facebook. This is an app accessible via desktop, which is what you're seeing right now. And we also have it for a tablet or a phone. So, you, we have our course community over here in the app, and you can also access your course materials. Um, when you're registered over here as well. And they're all in these nice, pretty little boxes. You also get three months free in our Enchanted Journey program when you register. And when you do that, this is our Enchanted Journey program. It's super comprehensive. It's our ongoing membership, like the next step after Holistic Witchery, you're going to get uh, a ticket or an invite, I guess, to our Halloween class-a-thon happening the first weekend in November. And it is two days of classes, virtual classes. We have such a great lineup for everybody. And then Sunday, uh, we round it out with a virtual witches ball. We hire a DJ. And we all get on Zoom and you can dance. You can bring your family. You can set your table and dance or you can keep your camera off and just watch. We do quick and things and polls for people who don't want to be dancing. Um, and that is happening the first weekend of November. So when you register for holistic witchery, we're also going to get you the links to that. So you can kick off like kick everything off with a bang here with us. Uh, You also get our, as I mentioned, the Conjuring Abundance Program, which is really a huge program in and of itself, talking about intention setting, conjuring confidence, the space for things that you want in your life, and then lots of money lessons because let's be real, money is the real way that we can all work together to change the world because we can donate to places, we can serve those who need it. Um, and uh, be very powerful when we all make more money and more witches and more witchy, spiritual, woo-woo people, women in particular, need to be making more money. And we are here to help with that in Conjuring Abundance. All right, so we do want you to join us. We kick off, registration ends in one week. Let's see here. Um, Yeah, uh, if you are... Um, In, let's see, uh, Tasha's asking, is it Tosha? Three months, we, we will, your your free trial to Enchanted Journey, if you register right now, we'll get you in for December. Uh, we have received feedback in the past that Holistic Witchery and Enchanted Journey Straight Out the Gate Together is a lot of, it's like, it's so much good classes. So we give you a month to settle into Holistic first. So December, you'll get that, but you will, we'll get you in the Halloween class-a-thon. So no worries about that. We'll make sure that the links are sent out. Um, If you are in Holistic Witchery, but you're not in the app group, uh, there are directions in the class site like you got after registering and you can always email us and Christina will help you get in there. All right. And then I see that uh, Joe's saying you're in Connecticut. Hello from Connecticut. We don't currently do in-person classes or workshops. Um, I travel often. That's one of my intentions is to be time and location free. So I'm often on the road out and about everywhere. And it's just not possible at this time. But if we do, we will certainly post in the past we have. Let's see here. Um, Patty's asking, is Enchanted Journey taken after Holistic Witchery? Yeah, so Enchanted Journey is our membership program. Uh, and we currently only offer it to people who have done Holistic Witchery first because we found that having everybody have a cohesive body of knowledge makes the group experience much better. And in Holis- in Enchanted Journey, we do four um, like support calls every month. It's, it's really in-depth. But Holistic Witchery is the first thing. And yeah, you'll get your you get your free trial of that while you're in Holistic. How many hours per week could one expect for Holistic Witchery? So when you register for Holistic Witchery, we give you, we run through it live for four months. We never, you have access forever and the group stays open. So you can keep communicating afterwards. We love to say there is no behind and we're not going anywhere. So you can just jump in wherever you are. We do give you an alternative. We give you a printable, like a PDF. And it gives you a 12-month option. So if you wanted to take your time to go through it, it gives you like suggested um, lessons to do over 12 months as opposed to the speedier way we do it in four months. Uh, If you wanted to do every single detail in Holistic Witchery, it is time-consuming because it's very in-depth. But I think that you could commit um, a couple hours a week if you wanted to stay like up with all of the, what we're doing live and, and get an amazing... Um, amazing impact from it. Holistic Witchery is so in-depth. It's really a a toolkit that you can go back to again and again and again and say, this is what I need to work with now. This is what I want to investigate now. Um, And then go in there and find the resource and really dig, really dig deep in there. Yeah, see everybody, <laughs> see, I told you you're gonna break our website. <laughs> it's okay, I'll forgive you. <laughs> um, okay, and Kimberly's saying, I spend about four hours per week on holistic witchery classes. Yeah, again, I think like you could spend, you could spend so much time. And if you just had an hour to spend and wanted to pick one lesson from the topic that we're on, watch that. You could certainly do the 12 month option and uh, and make it extend out for yourself. Sally's saying, are the live events during the day or evening, um, Sally? So that would depend on where where you're located. Um, they are more typically during the day. I rotate my live events between Sundays and weekdays. I, uh, I I I'm in my office on Sundays since I know so many of our students work during the week. So and then when Anna hosts, they are usually like five or six p.m. Eastern time. Um, but that, but if you're on the west coast, that would be daytime for you. Uh, but they, I rotate when I do holistic witchery calls. They rotate between Sundays and weekdays. There for you. Um, oh, Lawrence says as a social worker and witch, I love seeing these classes. Yay! Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you all for joining. We have a lot of therapists and social workers and helpers in our midst, which does not surprise me at all because healers people who want to help others like this is that's this is the crew you know i was i'm a i'm a teacher actually um you know i have my my certificate to teach here in connecticut i don't do that but so <laughs> helpers and and everybody who just wants to make the world a better place it makes sense that we we come together here yeah thank you all so much for coming um, Lori, uh, which reclasses do you have to be available for live or can you view later? Nope, you can watch them all later. We do everything with replays. I, you know, As a person who myself is a parent and a business owner, I, like, it is nearly impossible for me to commit to showing up to things at a specific time. So <laughs> I get it. And we always do replays of everything. We'll have replays of the Halloween classathon as well. Oh, Courtney's a behavior analyst. Love it. Oh, Courtney, we are working with an amazing behavior analyst right now. And I'm pretty sure she's not only going to help like with our kiddos, but also likely like make a huge impact on my marriage. So- Good stuff, yeah, see, there you go. All right, let's see. Let me see if there's any other questions I can help with. We have, if you go, if you download our app, we have the uh, printable guide for Halloween in the freebies section. You go to courses, then freebies, and then Sabbath guides. And then it's in there. Um, I'll, I'll email out the replay of this. Let's see. Yes we all got caregivers got to care for yourselves uh the app is the sisters enchanted oh the halloween classathon yeah the halloween classathon is for um just people who are in an enchanted journey and then we're going to give the link to people who joined for holistic witchery this time also let's see here the app is free free app shadow work for cats oh my gosh right i have a cat who Does not like to use the litter box. So I wish I could shadow work that cat. Um, Yeah, the app, the sister's enchanted if you search it. Um, yeah, we give you a certificate at the end of holistic witchery, if you take it so we have four reflection assignments, you can send them in at any time. You do not have to do it during the four months. We have people who've been in for over a year who are getting theirs in, um, and we give you a certificate at the end. Now, the thing about certificates for programs like this, like life coaching, um, astrology tarot, there's not a governing body, but if you are a person who is a business owner or a helper of some kind or you just really like learning um, and more education, uh, we will give you that certificate. And having the certificate from us, we have ha- we have had now six to 7,000 students come through our program. You know, I do have my master's in education. Our program director has her PhD. So you do have our, our names behind you to show that you did complete a course that is thorough, in-depth and uh, is definitely worthwhile of one's time. So we will, and we actually print you, we'll mail you a hard certificate. Um, we mail them a couple times a year and we'll mail you a printed certificate after you complete holistic witchery. So it's an extra special little thing to get in the mail. Let's see, oh, Another, I've got four cats could use that, right? Um, so Jaleesa is saying that is what pops up, but the only way to sign up, well, for Holistic holistic Witchery is a paid course. It's, that's not free. We can't do everything for free. We wouldn't be able to eat or sleep or, or put clothes on our backs. So we do have plenty of free classes um, that we do. An exhibition to Soul Just Wrap, that's one of them. We've got lots of great free resources, but Holistic Witchery is a paid class. Um, the classes they show up in the app after you've asked to join them. Christina can help more with that than I can. Christina is Christina's our tech person. Uh, I am not the uh I don't I don't know how the app works. Christina does. Taylor's saying how often does holistic witchery? We're going to open again in I believe April. Right? Financial aid. Oh my gosh. I'm still paying my master's degree student loan. <laughs> Oh, expedition, the expedition group you get automatically put in when you download the app, you just pop up in there. So, um, Jolene, Oh, three months is we, when you register for holistic witchery, you get three months of our enchanted journey program for, for free. Yeah. There you go. Lena says best investment ever. So good. Just completed holistic witchery. So much personal growth. Thank you for, for saying that my friend. All right, yeah, we have payment plans. You can find all the info on the registration page. Let's see here. Sherry, how does Holistic Witchery compare to Enchanted Journey? Um, They are, they're different. Enchanted Journey is, well, right now, we only offer Enchanted Journey to people who took um, Holistic Witchery. And Enchanted Journey, I can show you. I have it pulled up. We have, uh, we've been putting lessons. We put a new live lesson in every month and we have been since May, 2017. So we recently put them into pathways together. And when you complete a pathway, Christina will actually email you a digital certificate. We don't print those out because there's nine pathways right now and there's over 600 people in there. So, um, but we do a digital certificate when you complete a pathway. And there's all kinds of different themed lessons. And the theme for this year was on the seen and unseen. So what we can see and what we can't see in magic and life and all around us. And we're still finishing that pathway as the year is not over. And the pathway for 2022 is is the theme is herbs, crystals, and mythology. There is a catchier name for it, but I'm not not thinking of what it is off top of my head. Uh, And then in Enchanted Journey, we do four um, live group calls every month to talk or through a lunar cycle where we set intentions. We provide mentorship and guidance. We do co-witching. And then we do a a third quarter moon sort of magical thing where we come up with a magical page as a group. And we also have Uh, An energy healing with our healer, Rochelle, every month. She does a healing visualization and our energy medicine teacher, Carol, in Enchanted Journey. So uh, that's the next step after Holistic Witchery. Um, Let's see here. In the Q&A, the the question I have in Q&A is, uh, Melody was asking about, let's see here. Did Jamie just ask, is it possible to answer questions in the Q&A section? Yeah, Oh, Jamie, for me to ask them or because the I'm only seeing one, otherwise they're marked as answered by, um, uh, oh, so Melody, well, this was a question that came up and uh, Melody was sharing that her husband has uh, dementia and uh, communicating. I would really, in cases where you are in relationship with somebody who is, uh, has a place where it's very challenging to communicate with them fully, I would focus on getting the support for yourself that you need in that situation. Um, I I have a dementia family member, a family member with dementia at the moment. And I think that finding the support for yourself in there is what's going to be most, most, uh, impactful. Let's see here. <laughs> Let's see. Let me just check. Um, the payment plan is nine months right now. Yeah. Let's see here. And Tosha is asking Enchanted Journey one time fee or monthly and yearly. Um, we have monthly and yearly options for Enchanted Journey. If you want to hang out in there, um, let's see here. Um, <laughs> Cindy, yeah, no, Enchanted. Our our programs. You know, we our teachers are in there all the time helping out. So, and teaching. So Melissa is asking how much is enchanted journey monthly. So when, after you get your free trial, um, our you'll get, we'll give you an email that will actually offer you a discount on it. So the, the pricing for the discount would be different than the, the, than the, than the price. Should you sign up later? right? So it'd be different pricing. So I'm not going to say it now, but it is actually less expensive than holistic witchery. So if that's what you're, I can clear that up for you <laughs> so much there, there you go with that. Um, but you will get a discount also. Let's see. Yeah. Elisa is doing it backwards. So we, Enchanted Journey used to be open to everybody, Elisa. So hang out in there because now you have to be in holistic witchery to get in there. Yeah. Yep, enchanted journey is only available after holistic witchery now. Yeah. And the reason is because uh we found that we the sense of direction when everybody hadn't taken holistic witchery, and we so often talk about the concepts from holistic witchery, um, that it just didn't make sense. So there are so yeah, it that comes after holistic witchery now. Yep. All right, and of course we have our astrology bundle too, which uh that is an amazing class, but I'll talk about that another day. All right. Any other questions from anybody today? We have a whole wall of names of all our Holistic Witchery students. And I'm about to go add 30 new names to the list. So you get in, I'll put yours up there today also while I'm doing that You can always email us if you have any questions. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. I hope to welcome a bunch of you into Holistic Witchery. And I just know that just by being here today, you have absorbed something that's going to help you with your shadow work and moving forward in your day today. So I will look forward to seeing you in our Expedition to Soul groups and just learning and growing with you. And then obviously welcoming a whole bunch of you into Holistic Witchery. So- What am I doing? I got to stop screen sharing. I've lost all sense of who I am 90 minutes in. (laughs) Thank you all for being here. I appreciate you so much. You don't even know how much I appreciate you. I'm going to go drink some water, have a snack, and I will see you all around the internet. I hope the rest of your day is super, super enchanted because you deserve it. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in on this episode of the Expedition to Soul podcast. If you have questions about what you heard here today, definitely just pop on over to our Facebook group, find a the thread in the featured section where you can post about self-paced programs and ask us a question over there, or I bet we'll even put up a thread just for this. Remember that registration for Holistic Witchery Ends very, very soon. We do not want you to miss out when you register with this round. You will also get an invite to the live today virtual event we are hosting in May to celebrate Beltane with our Enchanted Journey membership community. So, so many good things happening. Make sure that you like and subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss out on next week's episode and the Friday Astrocasts that are brought to you by Anna and Sarah. Milne here of the sisters enchanted two of our astrologer extraordinaires. And, uh, that is it. I hope to welcome you in to holistic witchery very soon. And in the meantime, I hope that you have an amazingly magical, joyous and wondrous day ahead. Take care.